Deion Sanders casting off talent with great abandon. The Oklahoma Sooners might be the beneficiary. We'll talk about that and more potential targets for the Oklahoma Sooners on the recruiting trail on today's episode of Locked on Sooners. You are Locked on Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners, and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Shout out to all the everydayers out there tuning in and locked in with Locked On Sooners every single day. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. My buddy here is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh on ref. The show is at locked on Sooners. And since Josh wasn't here with us on our previous show, I thought it would be good to just get his thoughts on the whole Jordan Tyson potential acquisition for the Oklahoma Sooners. If you missed my thoughts on it, you can go back to yesterday's episodes. Check that out. A potential prime time option at wide receiver for the Sooners in Jordan Tyson, Josh. I like the tape. Uh, I, I like what uh, is out there. And wide receiver for Oklahoma simply at this point in time is, uh, it appears, a position of need. We, we thought that might be the case, which, by the way, roll tape. Thank you to uh, our friend out there on the YouTube as well, Mr. David Talks Buffs. You could see a little bit of who Jordan Tyson is. Seemed like, John, he really, and this is not unusual for somebody that's uh, a freshman, but seemed like toward the tail end of last season is when he really started to, to find his rhythm for Colorado. Uh, three grabs, 92 yards versus Oregon State. Five grabs, 115 yards, and a touchdown against Arizona State receiving. You also had a punt return touchdown versus uh, Arizona State. Oregon, five grabs, a buck 37 receiving and a touchdown. So I, I like it, man. I, I see where Oklahoma has a need, and I think Jordan Tyson – Absolutely, John can come in and help Oklahoma. Six foot two, buck 80, 22 grabs overall, 470, four touchdowns last season for Colorado. And you could see, I mean, big frame. He can move. He's a, a definite athlete. Uh, you know, I, maybe this is falling in love a little bit with the highlights here, but I'm actually, you know, watching some of this, I'm a little bit surprised he was a three star guy and, and not a four star kid. Just watching the tape roll here. But uh, I really like him. I, I think that if Oklahoma could get him, he's somebody that absolutely could come in and be a contributor from, from day one, just given Oklahoma's uh, situation at wide receiver. The, the three versus four star thing was one of the things I mentioned on yesterday's show in that, I mean, the dude had 1,500 receiving yards his senior year at Allen. My only guess is that he was just a little bit of a late you know, riser in the class and didn't kind of get that bump. Um, from the recruiting analysts but you're right man the traits are there the downfield ability is there the athleticism is there I loved in that first you know play that we saw against Oregon where he goes off or it was a big what I don't know 70 yard touchdown you know after the play you know he he starts John at the Oregon you know player a little bit I mean you don't mind that a little you know I, I think that that shows that competitiveness that even though they're down big that he's just not giving up he's not quitting he's just going to continue to show the fight and you just look at the the you know the stat sheet the game logs from last year just got better the more playing time he got the better he got I talked with our guy at locked on you know Buffalo's Kevin Borba and 
he said that this is one of the players that they probably didn't want to let go, but some injuries kind of happened. He fell behind a little bit on the depth chart uh, this spring and, you know, decided to, you know, seek opportunities elsewhere, like a lot of, you know, Colorado Buffalo. So, uh, you know, it's interesting to, to see that Oklahoma's in on this, but a lot of other schools are going to be in on it as well. I don't think we're going to be anywhere close to a decision unless Jeff Lebby, Emmett Jones, Brent Venables, that they just blow him away during his visit, uh, spent time on OU's campus uh, the past couple of days. So, a, a great opportunity for them to add a dynamic playmaker, another dynamic playmaker, as they try to solve their wide receiver problem outside of Jaleel Farouk, Drake Stoops. I mean, you just watch this tape, and there's a little bit of everything. Go high point the football. Just a moment ago, you saw the catch, if you're watching along with us on YouTube and not just listening on the podcast side, that uh, diving grab in the end zone. Here he's blanketed, and he goes up and makes uh, a catch in traffic over the middle. Uh, you know, slant route, I'm going to go get it. Uh, go route, I'm going to go get it. So I just feel like, man, there's a lot to like on this tape here from Jordan Tyson. And I would think the the opportunity to come to Oklahoma where you've got all of your, you know, eligibility uh, minus what one year left and you get the chance to play with Dylan Gabriel, an experienced quarterback for one. And oh, by the way, John, there's a big time need at uh, at Oklahoma. They need help at wide receiver. There's Jaleel Farouk and there's Drake Stoops. And then uh, there's a lot of unknown after that. So it makes sense for both sides for. Jordan Tyson to, to come in and be again, a difference maker for Oklahoma and to play at OU. I know it's off a six and seven season, but there's always going to be the draw John to be in Oklahoma sooner to, to play here with somebody again, like Dylan Gabriel uh, under an offensive coordinator in Jeff Levy that has the type of track record in pedigree that Jeff Levy has, and then projecting down the line. Okay. There's a five-star quarterback that has signed and is in Norman, Oklahoma, in Jackson Arnold. So I think there's a lot of reasons where you could connect the dots and say, okay, this makes sense for both, and it would be very, very attractive. Yeah, you, you can look at Oklahoma's situation and how often over the last 23 years has the offense not been great. You probably can't even count on a handful of times in which the offense hasn't been great at Oklahoma in the past 23 years since 2000. So it's a great situation, regardless of what the record was last year, regardless of some of the inefficiencies on offense. It's a great situation to go to the University of Oklahoma, have a chance to play wide receiver and play with the quarterbacks that they have coming in. Very familiar with Oklahoma's 2024 four-star quarterback commit, Michael Hawkins. They played together in 2021 at Allen High School before Tyson went off to Colorado in 2022. So there are a lot of really strong reasons you know, to, to be interested in the Oklahoma Sooners. That said, he'd have to come in and compete for, a, for an opportunity and compete for a job. There's no you know, easy path necessarily unless he just comes in and, and proves he's the best man for the job. But he fits what they want as, as one of their outside wide receivers. They need a guy that can win down the field. And he's proven in just the one year that he can win down the field. He's got more you know, production to his name than an Andrew Anthony, than a Brendan Thompson. I mean, still, it's just one year, but you've got a little bit more proven production. So that's not to discount what Brendan Thompson and Andrew Anthony can bring to the table, but you're getting a little bit more of a known quantity out of a Jordan Tyson. So very intriguing prospect. We'll see where the recruitment goes. We'll see how this all ends up, but I think both of us and most 
everybody that kind of looks at him thinks he'd be a great fit for Oklahoma and a great get for the Oklahoma Sooners. Speaking of players that might be great gets Josh, any final thoughts here on Jordan Tyson before we turn the corner here and talk about some other guys? Sure. And I, I would imagine you delved into some of this last night, but uh, does this tell us that the coaching staff isn't particularly comfortable with where they're at today at wide receiver? I, I, I could certainly see the argument for it. And I think it's easy to make that connection probably for a lot of Oklahoma fans, you know, you're coming off a spring game and it's a spring game. So take it with a grain of salt, but Jaden Gibson is someone we're counting upon at OU to be this guy that is going to take this big leap forward. And he had some, again, badly timed, poorly timed drops in that game. So I don't know if this is evaluating that if it's just uh, the overall, complexion of the situation that Oklahoma's in right now at wide receiver. If it's just, Hey, even, I mean, it does feel like you, you've went and you've gone, you've went and you've gone, you've gone out and you've added Brennan Thompson now as the, the spring concludes. Right. And you're clearly, you're trying to go get another wide receiver right here. So it does sort of feel like this coaching staff has, surveyed the situation at Oklahoma throughout the spring and said, you know what, whether it's not even just overreacting to Jaden Gibson and it hasn't totally clicked yet. And he had a couple of drops in the spring game or Nick Anderson, is he totally ready to just everything that's on campus in Norman, Oklahoma. And I think of those two guys, I guess, front of the mind, John, just because they're the two highly touted signees in the most recent class that isn't uh, the 2023 signing class right so it's easy for me to say okay Jaden Gibson Nick Anderson are they ready to take that next step and does the coaching staff basically not feel that that's the case right now but it's just could be overall the situation wide receiver in general I think it's easy to again to make that conclusion that the coaching staff John feels like yeah we, we got to go get help I think it could mean that I also think it could just strictly mean Oklahoma's going to add talent as often as an opportunity presents itself to add talent with no feelings attached with, you know, evaluations considered as well. But if they think there's a guy out there that's going to help them be better, they're just going to add him and then they'll let the chips fall where they may. And if a guy like Brendan Thompson comes in and wins a job, he comes in and wins a job. You know, I'm sorry. Like that's just the business of college football. If a guy like Jordan Tyson comes in and earns a role, that's just, that's just the way it goes. And I, I don't, I think this is just Brent Venables, you know, uh, somebody asked like, how's this going to, or on Twitter, they asked, you know, how's this going to play? Are, are there going to be hurt feelings? And I mean, to be fair, Brent Venables isn't in the feelings business. He's in the wins business. And I mean, they're going to take all that into account, but at the end of the day, they need guys that they can put on the field that are, that are going to produce. And if they think that Jordan Tyson is a guy that can help them, they're going to add him. Now, does it, add just another name to the wide receiver competition that, you know, can get a little bit murky. Sure. But you add talent, you trust that talent to come in and work hard and, and, you know, do their part and develop and whoever rises to the top rises to the top and gets the playing time. So I think it could say a lot of different things. I, I think it's definitely possible. They don't necessarily feel great about their wide receiver position, but I also think that it could just mean like, Hey, this is a talented kid. We like the kid. We're going to add the kid. 
So I, I think it could also mean that. Speaking of kids that they seem to like, we're going to talk about Connor Near, a D2 linebacker that Ted Roof is uh, pursuing on the recruiting trail. We'll talk to you about that after the break. First, let me talk to you about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. 100% covered in chocolate. Tastes great, and it's great for you. Four or five grams of sugar, four or five uh, carbohydrates, 130 to 170 calories, 17, 18 grams of protein. Great flavors. My favorite, the peanut butter brownie. It always hits the spot. It's fantastic as a pre-workout, a meal supplement. If you need a snack you know, middle of the day, you, it's too long till dinner, too far away from lunch, and you just want to get something in your system that's going to give you the protein you need, have that long-lasting energy, go to built.com, use that promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your next order over at built.com. You can also check it out at Sam's or at Walmart. Again, built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. All right, Josh, Connor Near, a D2 linebacker out of the state of Michigan, played at Ferris State up there in Michigan, uh, the last few years, but is a potential option for the Oklahoma Sooners at linebacker as Ted Roof extended an offer uh, to the very productive, very talented Connor with a K near. There you go. A, uh, a Gleak, Gleak standout. I forget what uh, the Gleak conference is. I looked it up earlier and I, I could not tell you, uh, but uh I really like what you see here. I mean, look, physical, get off a block, boom, get downhill. And I understand the the level of play is not going to be group of five football. I understand it's not power five football. But am I crazy to say that I see somebody on this tape that can help Oklahoma potentially? No, you're not crazy at all. You mentioned it. He's a physical player. He gets downhill. You see him at the middle linebacker position if you're here with us on YouTube making the calls, being the leader out on the field, directing traffic and, you know, showing good coverage skills, showing good ability to, you know, flow with the football, maintain good leverage, get into his gap, get into his space and make a tackle. When, when he hits a guy, you don't see a lot of yards after contact. These guys aren't falling forward with Connor near they're getting hit. And they're, I mean, there's a play where they just fell forward, but not very far, but you're seeing a, you know, running backs get hit and then, either stay where they're at or go backwards. So that shows you just the, the ability. I mean, he's a consistently wrapping up tackler, which I think is huge. It's an underrated trait. I think in current football, whether it's NFL, college, high school, whatever you don't, it's, it's always one of those things that stands out to me when I'm watching guys is okay. How often are they wrapping up to tackle? Are they just trying to throw shoulders and, and, or are they just, you know, going at players legs this is a guy that looks like a really good form tackler. I mean, he helped Ferris State win back-to-back national titles. So that that shows you the level of ability that he's got that he can bring to the table. Plays fast, gets downhill. Things that Brent Venables wants in his defense are, again, fast decision makers, guys that play fast. Well, that right there, a, a two-time national champion, to add that to the locker room is uh, no small thing somebody that knows what it takes. And I get it. A lot of these guys arrive at the university of Oklahoma with that from high school, but uh, to take that to the collegiate level and continue it and then to bring it to Norman, Oklahoma, I think would be something that you welcome. He actually, I mean, he, 
he moves pretty well, I feel like, in coverage too. On, on this day, but then this one right here, boom, fly downhill, come hit a come hit a quarterback that decides to run. So I, I kind of dig, I kind of dig it. It's a, a little bit off the beaten path. I think for most out there, um, you know, fans would maybe look at this offer and say, Ferris State, yeah, I don't know about that. And yet you kind of flip on the tape and you watch it. And I see traits of somebody that, yeah, could be a linebacker, at least from even just a practice squad perspective john you get somebody in that has been around winning at the collegiate level that clearly is a physical punishing bruising linebacker that that flies around to the football well uh i'm all about it you know and i think yeah you you can look at the d2 thing and the the ferris state but you're starting to see more and more guys kind of get unearthed so to speak out of the division two ranks and, and make their way to power five football or to the NFL. It's, it's becoming, you know, less of a, a hindrance. I mean, it's going to be harder to kind of establish yourself as a you know top talent, but I mean, you're starting to see it. You're starting to see guys make that, you know, break that glass ceiling, so to speak. And I mean, he looks like he's got the traits. Now what he looks like against power five competition in an Oklahoma football program that that remains to be seen or in a Michigan state program which is also a big time player in his recruitment it remains to be seen but as a guy that you could bring in and add to your middle linebacker depth i think that's a really good you know really promising player uh, you know he'd have to come in and compete for snaps at middle linebacker but even if he's just a special teams guy that show that gives you a guy that's physical fast gets downhill and does can do the dirty work you know you got to have guys on your team that do that and so i, I think it's an intriguing option you know for the sooners to add linebacker depth um, will he come in and be a starter? Probably not. But again, that doesn't mean that he can't have a significant role for a team whose linebacker core played way too much last year. This is a guy that gives you a little bit of experience, even though it's not, you know, FBS, Power Five, Group of Five experience. It's a guy that's played a lot. He's played a lot of snaps. And you see things when you played a lot of snaps. And that that stuff kind of helps inform what you're going to do on the football field. So an intriguing prospect for sure. That you know, if Ted Roof and Brent Venables are are interested in him, then there's got to be something to it, right? Well, that's it right there, isn't it? I mean, the the tape and what you and I see and his ability to fly to the football and be physical and get off blockers and coverage skills look pretty good. There's one piece of the tape where he's uh, split out wide in coverage and sticks right with a, a wide receiver. So that part, all of that looks good on the tape. And I understand the Ferris state uh, component to it is going to turn away some Oklahoma fans, but I guess the charge would be just what you said right there to close it, John, it would be, if it's good enough for Brent Venables and for Ted roof, probably that's the, especially if there's one position, okay. If there's one position we trust Brent Venables evaluation on, and it should be many defensively, but if there's one, I bet you he can find a diamond in the rough linebacker. Well, and let's remember a guy like Teddy Lehman had to earn his you know, scholarship offer at a OU football camp. You know, like this was a guy that was kind of flying under the radar. Uh, at least, you know, ha- hadn't really done enough to earn that. And then goes out and runs this blistering 40 time at an OU football camp and Brent Venables was sold on him. So like, it's not to say just because, you know, he had to go this roundabout way to get there that there's not something there so it's it's an intriguing option for sure 
Speaking of some intriguing options, Josh, Jaden Jackson, a three-star defensive tackle prospect out of IMG Academy, teammate of one five-star defensive tackle prospect David Stone, dropped his top five today, uh, including the Oklahoma Sooners, the Miami Hurricanes, Florida Gators, Ohio State Buckeyes, and the Texas Longhorns. This dude is a legit interior defensive line player, already up over 300 pounds. He gets off the snap, off the ball really quickly. He, he moves really, really well for a guy his size. He's a physical player. You see him right there just bull rushing uh, his opponent, getting into the backfield, making the tackle for loss. That dude's going to be a really, really good player, especially a guy that can line up over the center as a one-technique nose tackle and be a physical force uh, at the college football level. Again, I mean, really – really talented defensive lineman in uh, what could wind up being if you, if you mix a Jaden Jackson in and Oh, by the way, David stone comes to, and then we're talking about Williams Winery and uh, Nigel Smith. I mean, you're talking about all of a sudden this could be an all timer defensive line class. And I, I wouldn't be sleeping on Jaden Jackson's tape. This is somebody that Oklahoma fans should want John. You need guys like this. I mean, he may not have, you know, the the numbers, the the production that some of his contemporaries have, but he's doing a lot of the dirty work, you know, taking on double teams, lining up over the center, playing, you know, deep in the interior. That stuff matters and that stuff helps you win football games. But you see the get off is there. Like he he's really good at getting into the backfield. I mean, you know, he he can you know stack his blocker up he can hold him up at the point of attack there he is just beating a double team getting the sack you know it's he's part of a rotation at img and so that might fly under the radar a little bit david stone getting a lot of the pub might have Jaden jackson flying under the radar a little bit but he's a really good player and one of those players that you could see rise to four-star status by the time this is all said and done because, I mean, he's got so many of the traits that you're looking for, and he's already 300 pounds. Like, he's already got a college football frame for an interior defense player, a, a guy that can play nose tackle, or even he can line up at the three-tech. I see enough quickness in him that he can line up at three-tech as well. So this is a very, very intriguing player. And everybody that I seem to talk to, um, you know, whether it's Brandon Drum, other people on the recruiting side of things, thinks Oklahoma could take as many as six defensive linemen in this class, which if that's the case, that holds, you know, what Josh is saying to be true, that this could be an all-time defensive line class. And, and this is one of those guys that is a definitive interior defensive line player, not a tweener, not a guy that is going to, you know, flex outside and play, you know, defensive end and three-man fronts. I mean, he could play some of that. He's got the quickness and ability to do that, but he's definitely a legit interior player. Unlike, you know, a Williams Nunnery who's a bit of a tweener or a Nigel Smith who's a bit of a tweener. Uh, you know, David Stone is an interior defensive line player. But you got to add more bulk. That was what Brent Venables was so successful with at Oklahoma in his first stop with guys like Gerald McCoy and Teddy Lehman. And, not Teddy Lehman. Gerald McCoy and Tommy Harris. And then going to Clemson with a guy like Dexter Lawrence um, and Calvin Watkins. Like these dudes that go to the NFL and have long successful careers because – they are really good at interior defensive line and they make things happen. So this Jaden Jackson, man, that's a name to watch. Not sure when his commitment date is set for, but the fact that Oklahoma is in the top five 
just goes to show what Todd Bates is doing right now on the recruiting trail, which I mean, great work that he's doing. Cause he puts, he's got Oklahoma in position for Jaden Jackson, Williams, Mary, David stone, Joseph, and uh, Jonah, a Joan, uh, Joseph, Jonah, a Jonier. And uh, you know, Miguel Chavis and, and Bates are working on Williams Duenary and Nigel Smith. Zadavian Sims is another name that's starting to kind of creep back into the conversation as well. So, I mean, this, this class, dude, it can be, it's going to be nuts. Our man here, uh, Jaden Jackson, by the way, uh, going to be a part of the Polynesian bowl uh, roster. I, uh, you know, you start thinking about his ability to translate to the next level and he's listed and, Take this uh, with caution, folks, because uh, <laughs> recruiting sites not always totally accurate with the heights and weights here, but he's listed 6'2", 300. And, you know, I just take from that that, John, the way that he moves when we watch him, again, like you said, could be a three-tech player, the way he fights and uh, works in and out of double teams. I mean, this is somebody that, to me, moves really, really well for his size, could serve to – add 20 pounds and probably still move pretty similarly to what you're watching right now on the YouTube side, the way he he gets off blockers and flies into the backfield. So this is somebody to me that, uh, you know, he's listed by 24 seven sports as a three-star kid. This is development city for Brent Venables for Todd Bates. And this is somebody that again, you, you want to get as part of this class because uh, he's got those traits. He's got those traits to be explosive on the interior of the defensive line. Then you just add a little bit of weight and just keep getting better and better. And this is somebody that down the road could really be a, a difference maker up front for Oklahoma. Absolutely. And Josh, as we're recording, uh, we just got a crystal ball from Colin Kennedy of Sooners Illustrated projecting one Jordan Tyson to the Oklahoma Sooners. So got to, got to jump on that. Got to talk about that. I know Jaden Jackson is the subject of conversation. We're going to talk about Sammy Brown here in a second, but the crystal ball basically, I mean, in a, in a transfer recruitment, that's pretty huge at this point. It might still be early. And this is Colin Kennedy kind of just getting back on the scene in uh, the Oklahoma sphere but he's very well-traveled. He's a very well-respected name in the recruiting industry. So what does it mean, Crystal Ball, after visiting Oklahoma? Well, let's, let's just book in the show here, right? And for the everydayers, we love you. Sammy Brown will discuss. He set up uh, his official visits dates uh, for the, the spring and summer ahead, late spring into the summer. And Oklahoma's obviously in that mix. We'll tell you where. Uh, on our next edition of Locked On Sooners. But uh, we we end where we began, which is Jordan Tyson is uh, somebody that absolutely can help Oklahoma. And it sounds like if Colin Kennedy of Sooners Illustrated is going to toss that crystal ball out there, that there's a very good chance that he's going to be coming on down to Norman, Oklahoma. And it just goes back to what we said off the top, John, which is it's easy to see for – Tyson, why Oklahoma would be attractive. You've got Jaleel Farouk, you've got Drake Stoops, and then you've got unknown, unknown, unknown. You got potential, 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 but so much unknown there. And the coaching staff clearly likes what he can bring to the table. And again, I just think it's a good situation in terms of his ability to step in and legitimately, like you said, John, somebody that 
for all of these different, you know, wide receivers that aren't named Jalil Farouk and Drake Stoops, he's got the most proven production out of anybody not named those two guys. So he would have the opportunity to step in and be a big-time contributor from day one. That's right here right now in 2023 for Oklahoma. And then as they jump into the SEC where, look, that's the stage that you're going to get paid. You go uh, produce this season and then beyond into next season when Oklahoma's in the SEC with one Mr. Jackson Arnold, and you're going to get yourself a nice little bag of cash. Yeah, it's a great opportunity for him. Just to the quarterback play that alone that he's going to play with over the next couple of years, at least, is very, very strong. A great opportunity for Oklahoma to improve their wide receiver core before they even hit the summertime. So Colin Kennedy issuing that crystal ball from 247 Sports and Sooners Illustrated puts Oklahoma kind of in the driver's seat on that. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. We'll continue to follow the Jordan Tyson. We're going to call him Jordan Mike Tyson because all he does is land knockout blows on opponents with that 26.5 yards per catch over the last three games of the 2022 season. So huge production, huge ability, guy that fits that potential Marvin Mims role. But we'll talk Sammy Brown on tomorrow's show. We'll continue to follow recruiting. Uh, We're going to break it all down get you into the weekend with more recruiting talk. I'm sure Oklahoma will bless us at some point over the next few days before we get to next week with another commitment. That just seems to be the way things are going uh, right now on the recruiting trail for the Sooners. But until next time, follow Josh on Twitter at Josh on ref. You can follow me on Twitter at John nine Williams. You can follow the show on Twitter at locked on Sooners. We'll be there. You'll be here because you're part of that everyday club. One of the everydayers. We'll catch you then boomer sooner.